Counselor Accents Podcast. Two school counselors who love their jobs. Oh, and they happen to have Southern accents too. Bless their hearts. I'm Laura Rankhorn. And I am Kim Crumbly. And together we are Counselor Accents, two school counselors who are in the trenches with you. We know what you're going through because we're living it every single day. Boy, are we. How are you, friend? I feel like I have been run over by a reindeer. I do not want to hear you. Why? Because you win. Yes, I win. I win. I don't know where you came up with being ran over by a reindeer. It's a song. Grandma got ran over by a reindeer? (laughs) So not only do I feel like a reindeer, I feel like grandma. Well, just as long as you're listening to classical music to show your intelligence. Um, I did not tell you, but did you know that there is a dead otter in the road up here near where I live? How in the world? Are you sure it's not a beaver? It's not a beaver. It is an otter, but we have otters in our creeks and such. But I'm wondering if it's otter mating season and it's trying to get to its true love, but it got ran over and hit. Oh, man. So there was that day that you and I were, we got rerouted to a training uh, this summer and like a family of otters ran out in front of us or something. Do you remember that? Did we know for sure it was an otter? Do you know for sure that the roadkill is an otter? (laughs) It's laying there. I can examine. (laughs) Is it holding a little flower like it's in a casket? I mean. It's laying. It's less impressive now that you said there was a whole family of otters that ran out in front of us. Well, it was closer to the Vinemont area, if that makes you feel better. It always seems like in that little area of our community, there's always like wildlife. wildlife It's a wildlife refuge. (laughs) It's because of Lanza. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. <laughs> we have a friend named Lanza who is like precious. precious. She precious. is like what we and aspire like one to of the be. Things that she does is like she has plants that the kids grow as coping. I mean, she does all these wonderful things, and so we were laughing, saying that's why the wild. It's like she's what is it? Uh, Snow like White. Snow White. Like she's called she's the Snow White. Yes, that made me laugh at her and with her, if you will. <laughs> Now I'll have to tell her tomorrow. You're on our podcast. Um, okay, so uh, we are going to talk about something that is near and dear to my heart, which is transitioning to the next grade tonight. Now, that may not sound like an exciting podcast, but it is very important. And I have to tell you why this is so important. But before I do that, I would like to say, should I tell that story or tell about me going to the doctor today and what all's wrong with me? Because you know I love to tell what's all wrong with me. I think let's stay relevant and we'll okay. talk about okay. health issues another day because I could contribute <laughs> a few things too. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so like, this is an absolute true story. Like, I don't know if you'd believe this or not, but I was not the brightest bulb <laughs> at school. <laughs> You've told me that. Uh, unlike you, unlike you, I was more interested in the socialization aspects, which I think are, have served me well and do as much as your academia ever I could agree. do. I agree. 
so anyway, uh, we had moving to middle school from elementary school. There was no preparation back in back in those days, back in the disco era. There was no preparation for uh, getting ready for school. So you just show up, you know, and it's a whole different building of our school. And so I had always been with my best friend, always. And so we looked, she looked at her schedule and I looked at my schedule and we had the same teachers, the same teachers. So I was so excited. And so I just went with her in to the first room we found on the left there. We walked in, the teacher calls row, calls my friend's name, does not call my name. The role is called Ooh. up yonder and I am not there. Ooh. And so I believe it or not, was a tad more, um, you know, bashful. And of course, this is a new setting. It's a new world. And you're low man on the podium, totem pole at the bottom again. And so shaking hands, I go to the teacher and I say, you're on my list. Why did you not call my name out? And she told me that the list, I didn't get to just choose like what order it was actually in an order. And so that was a pretty, you know, steadfast rule that I would have to follow that order. And so I remember leaving that classroom, leaving my best friend behind, not knowing where I'm at in this big middle school. And I'm just standing out in the hallway with this piece of paper, tears dripping down my cheeks going, I don't know where to go. I don't know what to do. It was so foreign. And you know how you and I talk about communicating? Like we will communicate stuff to adults Uh and adults will send back like and question something. And we thought that couldn't have been clear. But obviously it could have been clear. And even we as adults get instruction and we may look at it a different way. And so I think that sometimes we do to our kids what we would not do to other adults. Like we just assume that they know. You're right. And we do not actually tell them what is to come. And we would never do that to a fellow, you know, coworker. Right. Um, So that was a big lesson. And that's why it is so important that I prepare those kiddos. And, you know, I have a lot of preparing because I have 10 grades that I have to transition kids to the next grade. Yeah. And some of those are bigger transitions than others. So, so you are covering all the transitions to every every level you're covering. Well, and, and you know, some of those are just, um, uh, and, some, and we'll get into that, and we'll get into that. But I wanted us to look at the who, what, where, when, and how of transitioning. Okay. And we're going to start with the what. And I just want you to add any rubber meets the roads. But the what of this is um, we're going we're going to answer those what what questions that they have. You're going to do this, of course, at the end of the school year, right? I mean, that's and even now it's time. And right now it's actually time because for us it's March. You know, basically March, April, Mm -hmm. May. We got three months to finish this out. So the what's going to be at the end of the school year. And you're going to just start introducing that idea of you're moving to a new grade level. And, and any any changes that you know they can expect, those are the things like what new skills are they going to learn? What classrooms or buildings are they going to be in? What can they expect from their teachers? 
so what are some ideas on, uh, actually, Laura, I think we've got some lessons on, on the, those, the answers, those questions. Do you remember what those lessons are? We do. We have the uh, donut lesson that uh, talks about um, transitioning to high school. We have the Yeti lesson. Are you Yeti for middle school? I believe is the title of that. And these lessons have been so helpful. And I think we have one that just generally prepares students for the next grade. And, you know, it's almost like a fresh start for each student as they go to a new class, they go to a new grade. Um, so we try to stress that in those lessons. But that is, yes. And, and we don't make a lot of money off of those lessons, but we created them because it answered those questions. Again, I don't want any students walking around out in the hallway because they have no clue what's going on. I had no idea about bells, periods, schedules, anything like that. Nobody had told me. I think a huge transition, and Laura, you'll be doing that this year, is that middle school to high school transition. And the what there is uh -huh. huge. All of these things have to be answered. And so the lesson that we have for high school, for eighth grade or ninth grade, beginning of ninth grade or end of eighth grade, actually you can put, because a lot of kids don't know about a transcript. I mean, they don't. They don't know that their grades, when they're great, what grades are going to count toward their graduation. Well, in thinking about the transition to middle school, students need to know about the opportunities that may await them. They're going to have possibly an opportunity to play sports. They're going to have a little bit more freedom. And so just preparing them about some of those opportunities is very helpful. All the things they can be involved in, you know, those things they don't know, mm -hmm. uh, but even the, what courses are, are, you know, starting those conversations, uh, all those things that we take for granted um, for your plans, what are AP classes, what is dual enrollment, all What's of those an elective? Things. What does an elective mean? Absolutely. And so what is going to be the attendance policy in high school? So uh, if it's, we're assuming that somebody's doing that, but sometimes that never gets done. So it's so, it's like, like I said, when that student is moving from fifth grade to sixth grade or whatever your middle school is, or from middle school to high school, those are huge transitions. Kids coming in new to your uh, your littles, you know, that's those are huge stressful times. So that is the what of us of this. Okay. So what if we talk about the where next? So what where? Um, so I've done this even with the little in elementary, um, but it taking a field trip and even, you know, going from second grade to third grade, even if you're in the same building. There is such value in going to the next grade up, letting the students meet all the teachers. They're going to have one of them. So, you know, depending on how many teachers you have in that grade, let them rotate and hear a little bit about each teacher possibly. Um, sometimes, yeah, um, sometimes they're going to be going to a different school and your school is across town, basically. Yes, our our school is our, uh, when we move from middle school to high school, uh, so what we've done, and it's a big high school compared to our small, we're actually a feeder school to this larger school. So uh, one of the things that we have done in the past, which I thought was a wonderful idea, was 
uh, we we did kind of a scavenger hunt. And this took some prep from me and from the high school counselor. So what I did and what she did was we divided our students up into groups ahead of time. And we put, you know, they, you know, they might, that we might have, I can't remember because, and I'll tell you what we transitioned from doing this, but we'd have a name for that group. And when they got off the bus, there would be a student council member holding a big sign with that group name on it. And that student council representative would have the rotation of where her group would start. So you may have, you know, 10 groups rotating around the school. And uh, so, you know, they're going to the lunchroom, they're going to the snack, they're going to the band room, they're going to the uh, gym, they're going to where the freshman course classes are meeting the teachers and so you know there's some things that they're looking for on the scavenger hunt they have a map make this your own but this was very popular the kids love this what we do then was we'd meet back up at a certain time back in the auditorium all together and uh, they would meet the students from from the school theory they would all come together and have like a meet and greet there in the auditorium so that was not a lot of effort or work. Uh, it just a little little prep on the beginning and getting that help of those school leaders, like the student council, they could take those kids around. Uh, our school actually, our high school actually moved to a camp. So they would do an all day camp. And that took the pay, uh, place of the scavenger hunt, because these students actually would go at when, like during the summer, to the high school, my students would go to the school and they would do an all-day camp at and the school. So at the school, and so that was even better. Uh, but that's a huge if that's a huge if you're moving to a new building, that's a huge thing. So where, like you said, even if it's just down the hallway or if it's across town, how can you make that possible? Even if it's a virtual field trip, if you mm -hmm. have to do that, where there's a will, there's a way. I love that, but it eases so much anxiety because, you know, you've, you've got the jitters. You want to know what you're prepared. You know, you want to feel prepared. And even Absolutely. with new students who come in, you can see like, you know, just the new students that come in, even in February, when they come in, they're feeling very anxious and everything, but their nerves calm usually after we do a tour. And so it's the same thing with a larger group. Take them on a tour and it's going to answer a lot of those unknowns. Like, where will I go? What will I do? So how? Um, how are we going to do this? Well, I think we need to, to address the questions and concerns that the students have. So the students need to even feel safe enough to ask questions and, and concerns. And I've even had students who have asked out loud about certain teachers who have, may have a reputation of being harder or scarier and uh, giving them that safe space to talk about it. And I've been shocked at how those, how students talk and they know they've heard rumors and to help squelch those or how to deal with that. And even in our lesson, uh, we talk about how to deal with teachers because that can be very difficult, especially if you're moving from a younger grade to an older grade where it's less of that mama top, or dad top, it's more of a, you're one among many teachers. So address those concerns that students uh, have. 
you know, it's it, we've been talking a lot about anxiety with students at my school and that some anxiety is normal. I, I think kids just don't want to feel anxiety at all. Good point. And nobody does. But um, we're, we've been talking about distress and eustress and how there is good stress and there's good anxiety. So some of the how questions that actual rubber meets the road is for, you know, like you think about uh, how to even open a locker. Is that not like this huge thing, that like a rite of passage, but it worries kids that I'm going to be the only kid that cannot lock, lock, open a locker. How to open a locker. What other how-tos have you had students concerned about? Wanting to know like about like how does lunch work? How does break work? Like snacks. I know at a lot of schools, they have a break stand or a snack stand. You know, do you have to pay for those? Can you bring your own snack? Um, things like that. Yeah. And then how I go, lunch huh? Or how does, how does the lunch cards work? How lunch, does, yep. you know, Yeah. And I think, I wonder about doing a Google form or something, you know, in a class, doing a Google form of what's your burning question about moving to the next grade. And then pulling from that when you do your tour or when you do your lesson or whatever and answering some of those questions. Um, I love that. And I'm going to do that. Now that you've said that, I think, why are we not put it? Because some may not even, when I say create a safe space for students to ask questions, still there's going to be those students who have a question. They're going to think everybody's going to think it's stupid and they're not going to ask it. That would be me. Yeah, that'd be you. Um, And usually it is stupid, right? Yeah, was I going to say that? I feel you like know. I should help you. Thank you. I just had this memory come up, but it was one of my favorite things that I did a long time ago. But I recorded students from a certain class telling what their favorite things were about fourth grade or what their favorite things were about fifth grade. And then when we did the rotation to that classroom, the kids watched the videos from kids who were in the trenches right there in that class or in that grade. And that sort of was a springboard for some questions because it inspired them. They were like, oh, we get to work with stingrays or no, probably wow. not stingrays, crawfish. We get to work with crawfish. And then that would uh, spark some we questions. We get to have pals from wherever. Yeah. yeah. And so it gets them excited for the next year. Yes. And hearing it from the front lines. And really, you could do that at any grade level. I did it elementary, but you could do it at any grade level. You could do it every grade level and show that to the the grade below. Uh Some of the students' favorite things. That is going to be done. I love that idea. Well, good. So that's why we have these conversations. And this is a perfect time, you know, that we're airing this because you've got plenty of time to start putting those videos together in light of everything else you've got going on right now, testing and whatnot. But, you know, you could put somebody in charge of that if you can't do it yourself. Have the teacher video from her phone, video five kids, whatever, that grade level. Yeah. So I put the win in here and I'm going to say we're talking about the win now. like when to do these, when now's a good time. But I also want to talk about just the the encouraging students to prepare over the summer mm-hmm. because it's, you know, they need to keep up with, they don't need to regress. We've had so much regression in academics anyway. If we can encourage students 
if we could recommend or have the teachers recommend reading that they can do or the, the teacher in the grade above, uh, talk to them about, you know, opportunities that may come up in the summer of camps, 4-H camps, whatever, to keep those kids' minds active and not just sitting at home on, you know, social media or whatever, but to, so, some ideas so that they do feel more prepared and they're not losing what, you know, talk to them about how hard they've worked and that we know we can lose that if we don't practice that. So I think when over the summer is just as important in preparing and talking to parents about maybe through newsletters or whatever about how important it is for that student to have less anxiety and feel more comfortable if they've not lost some of the things that they should have learned. That's a great so point. Yeah, yeah. Anything else on that? No, just uh, the summer slide is very real. And so um, I know people do recommend different books to read or, you know, look at the lo local library. They usually have reading programs in the summer and just staying sharp with reading helps so much. And a lot of schools, our school offers summer programs now a lot since since the pandemic, a lot of money came in to keep summer programs that are still going. Our summer programs that we started are still going. And those, you know, to encourage kids to be in, not to just be at home by themselves and doing nothing. And um, community colleges. My mom every summer would put me in a community college course. To, I did not know that. To brush up on algebra or geometry, hoping to get and my And that's why you and I was most popular. <laughs> But we're making the same now. So go exactly. figure. And All that community college work you did. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, there are a lot of opportunities, a lot more opportunities now than ever before. Yeah. So find that sometimes parents just don't know. Our kids don't know. Find those opportunities, STEM camps, whatever oh, yeah. you think the kids would be in, involved could be involved in. We need to talk. Like STEM camps could be a whole episode, couldn't it? It really we're could. We're very be. passionate about that. You know what? I think we should do an episode on all the opportunities. Summer opportunities. I love it. Summer opportunities. You heard it here first. I heard it here first. Lastly, who, Laura, who should do this? Well, I would say we should as the school counselor. We we're the school counselors. And when you think about it, Laura, we're really doing this all year long because we're the people that are promoting the growth mindset. And, uh, and, and we're the people who uh, is, are stressing the effort and the resilience and that learning from mistakes is important. And all these things are the things that cause anxiety. Change is so difficult for students uh, now more than ever when we know anxiety is at its height. And, you know, I mean, it's just astronomical, the students who are dealing with anxiety. And so this is what we're doing all year long. Uh, and so we're reminding them, look, this is this is what we've been working toward, this growth that you've experienced. Now we're ready to to take on this new grade level. Um, and just, you know, remember to talk to them about, you know, you're, it's going to be different routines. It's going to be different expectations. It's going to be different subjects. But that's OK. We're not going to know everything. All the things that we're so good at anyway, we've been doing this all year. Um, we're just there. Now we're just going to reassure them that they have, they have everything they need to move on, but we're there to support them and to help them to adjust and to thrive in that next grade. So well said. This 
makes me have anxiety because I think about as the year draws to an end, my Victoria Bell, my older daughter, she will cry every night for a month straight about leaving her teacher and move into the next grade level. And I cry with her because I remember being attached to my teachers and crying, even my second grade teacher that I didn't care for. But I still cried. We were so committed that there is no way that. So anyway, um, so I'm thinking, okay, we need to prepare for the month-long cry because it's coming. The month-long cry. It's coming. It's coming. But it's real. And if there's anything that we can do to make our jobs easier the next year, why not? Why not prepare? It it, it comes around to helping us too. So uh, may I add... And I know we could do an episode on this as time draws nigh, but um, I would say think about preparing your teachers too, because um, they're going to be getting a whole new raft of students. And um, I have been a part of a system before where they would bring the teachers in and they have the whole classroom list in front of them. And the principal and I would sit and tell every situation that we could, you know, some things we can't, but everything that we could tell, we would tell these teachers so that they would sort of be prepared that, okay, this student is coming with a story, which we know all of our students are coming with a story, but some may need a little bit more extra support than others. And we would just stress that, hey, no matter what you've heard about these students, it's a fresh start. And Absolutely. So don't just come into it because you're going to click with some students sometimes that somebody else may not have. So don't just immediately write them off because they've been a behavior problem in the past. Like this is a fresh start. And we know that that. kids mature over the summer and come in and they may think, wow, I really acted like a turkey last year and I'm not going to do that this year. So every kid deserves a fresh start and every teacher deserves a fresh start. Absolutely. Absolutely. I love that. Yeah, I, so I, I know you've told me that before, and I think that going to that extra effort is is helpful and meaningful. And and to look for those kids, maybe, and I know that y'all did that too. That maybe um, nobody had really connected with, and how yeah. important it is that um, they find that connection. But yeah, I think these are just some, and I got some good ideas. Who knew that I could learn from you, Laura? Who Please knew? hear my heart. I am. Here's one more. Yeah. Depending on. Okay. So like if I, so I'm at the middle school level, so I am in a great position because I can talk to the counselor below me and I can talk to the counselor above me, but the counselor at the elementary school came and sat down in my office probably for an hour or two, right? When school started and she went through every student and she could tell me all the details because, you know, we're, counselors and we have that confidentiality clause together. But that was so helpful for me to know all these things and not to have to discover it on my own or think, my goodness, what's going on with this guy and find out that he's got some trauma. So it was just really helpful. So I would encourage you to have those conversations with the counselors that you're connected to. Great. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, so these are, I'm, I'm definitely going to do the Google forms and have the students write down their questions. I think that's wonderful. What are you concerned about? What are your worries? So we can answer those questions because we may be answering questions 
that that we've we've not even thought of yeah. what what they want to know or what they need to know. So I love that idea and I like the video idea. So I'm good. Do that yeah. Yeah. We see it through the lens and, and this is so true of so many things. We see it through our own personal experience lens. So you're probably covering all the things that you went through in your trauma. I went to a K-12 school. My mom taught there. So I ran the halls from the time I was five years old. So I don't have that same middle school experience and I take it for granted sometimes. So this is good. Yes. Good a teacher kid's I'm, view, a teacher's kid's view of school is totally different than than one that is new to that building. How does this work? We just they just assumed that the dummy would know the order is the order you go in. And in my mind, that had nothing to do with it. As long as I checked all the boxes, I was good to go. Nice try though. I, 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 nice try. Yeah. Nice try. Well, I have going, I'm doing the wrap up because I'm going to have to wrap up. Yeah. And this is work when I know, but I'm in my pajamas, as you can see. And clearly you don't want to hear about my health problems. But as it turns out, there's a lot of fluid in my ears, Laura, a mm-hmm. lot of fluid. So you, when you've been talking to me and you've and not been ignoring to me. me and you, I just told you that I can't hear you, Laura. I, I, I'm telling you this now to make you feel bad. I, and I don't feel bad. Um, Hmm. So I don't know what that says about me because it's been very frustrating for me too. Okay. You're not the only one that's suffering. Okay. 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 Great. Well, and I am going to go try to exercise even though it's practically midnight. I'm in my pajamas and you're going to exercise. I Well, and it's like I told you before this, you said, I can't imagine going to exercise at this hour. And I said, and you can't imagine having the girth that I have. So. (laughs) During this teenage body, during this teenage body, you do have a teenage body. I was looking at you not in a creepy way, but in an admiring way. Most people do. When we were speaking last week, we wore the same outfit by mistake. It was very weird. And I, we took a picture together. And such is the case, every time we take a picture together, you are a teensy-weensy teacup poodle. (laughs) And you are this tall model. And I don't mean that in a creepy way. I don't mean that in a creepy way. Well, I'm not it, looking at look at you, you model, because I'm still <laughs> most of the time mad and angry at you. But yes, we we spoke in Huntsville last week, and it was sponsored by the Department of Defense in the National Center for Women in Technology, and we had so much fun. We laughed and possibly we cried, possibly cried, shared a tiny bit of knowledge, met with five CEOs. Female, uh, female CEOs from huge companies, and none of them act like we do. They were so polished. I think and they I think looked at us the and key. like, "There's a reason you're not a CEO." <laughs> yeah, yeah. But they were was, really super nice. It was fun. It was, and very. I'm always, I always walk away inspired from those events. So I do too. I do too. It was a lot of fun. Yeah. I, it was a lot of fun. So, and speaking of. Speaking at events, uh, we're doing a lot of that these days. We're doing a lot of trainings. And if you are interested in us training your school system or your set of counselors, that's one of our very favorite things to do. So reach out to us at counseraccents at counseraccents.com. This is a perfect time of year, too, to get on the calendar because I was looking at summer 
and it is practically gone with the things that yeah. you are doing. So um, you may want to get on the calendar soon. We can do these in person or virtual, just depending on your preference. Um, get on the since train. Toot, toot. That was <laughs> good. That was good. It just came to me. So I don't know if we can announce some of our other speaking engagements yet. So I'll wait until we get clearance on talking about like where we're keynoting and some of the different things we've got Say going again. on. Keynoting. Keynoting. Um, anyway, as always, you can buy our book, Growing Your Program for School Counselors. Did you get a little bit of secondhand embarrassment whenever our supervisor sent us that picture the other day and said, yes, reading the book and I'm like, finally, (laughs) you were embarrassed. And I'm like, finally. (laughs) Well, I start going through it in my head thinking, and we would never like, we love her so much, but she's so knowledgeable. And it just makes me think, oh my goodness, is she going to be like, you are fired immediately? Yes. No, she loves us. And our assistant superintendent read every single word. And I know he did because he would quote it repeat the funny, yeah. Or maybe he was just going through and acting like he was. But I'm he pretty was sure he did. random pages. <laughs> right. Um, you can follow us on Instagram. You can like us on Facebook. And you can rate and review. We would love for you to rate and re- review this podcast. And we might just read it on air because even if it's bad, I think that would be funny, right? It would be. Yeah. Yeah. But they're always good. The ones we received this week were really good. They were. Love your podcast. Yeah. Oh, yeah. All right. Well, I think that's it. Anything else? Any all hearts and minds clear? All hearts and minds clear. My head's not clear. Mm, I can't. Tell us again. Tell us again. It's ringing in my ears, but okay. Maybe you don't have that dysgeographica or whatever it was that you said you have. Which we can talk about that in another episode, too. I'd like to do a whole episode on that. I'll get my mom as a special guest. <laughs> Please. Have you share that. 